Rabbi Yaakov Menken of the Coalition for Jewish Values joins me to discuss the horrific rise in anti-Semitism. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, the rabbi and I also discuss the left's targeting of Hasidic schools and its ugly view of Israel. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. After all of the craziness with Vanderbilt University, and this wasn't the only university. Remember, there were some university hospitals and other non-university associated hospitals that had, they put this stuff on their web pages that they engaged in this type of, I don't want to say medicine, but this type of, oh, I don't know what you would call it, where they would unnecessarily perform surgeries to remove women's breasts or their, or, or, or practice, uh, uh, basically give them hysterectomies when they didn't need it, when there was no health issue at all whatsoever that required it. And one of those was in Tennessee of all places, in Tennessee, Vanderbilt University. And they were performing the, on youth. You're talking, I mean, these are, some, these are minors. Some of these are minors committing to that kind of permanent surge, uh, procedure is, I mean, it's just, it's kind of unbelievable. And they had this, the thing is, is they had that on their website. So it's not like, you know, it's not like it wasn't something that we didn't, that was hidden. They had it on their website. They, they spoke about it publicly. They were at lectures and, and uh, different events. And I mean, it was pretty well, it was, you know, pretty well known. Everybody knew it. Everybody saw it. They talked about it. There was one on video and where they were discussing the uh, procedure and how they performed on they performed it with uh, minors and there's a video of that that's circulating I don't know if we have it or not uh, but it's circulating online so Vanderbilt University now they said they're pausing these surgeries the top medical center in Tennessee pausing the surgeries and it was for what is it the gender reassignment so they came out uh, with a letter disclosing the pause to a state representative. The letter was dated on uh, October 7th. And they said, according to, and the lectures, these doctors had given lectures. The Epic Times has some video of it. They gave these lectures where they were uh, discussing how, exactly you know, how, they, how they performed it, why they felt that it was necessary, kind of bragging about it, saying it was, you know, it was great. It was a great way to get some money in. I mean, just amazing that they were even saying this stuff and this was a pediatric doctor it was a it was a pediatric doctor and the epic times says that the doctor and daily wire had some of these videos it was a lecture in 2018 given by dr shane taylor who helped launch vanderbilt's pediatric transgender clinic that year and she said that it was a highly profitable business the quote-unquote transgender treatment and because of Obamacare insurance providers had to cover quote medical expenses for trans folks and the doctor again pediatrics said that each girl looking to undergo quote-unquote top surgery can bring in forty thousand dollars for the hospital the quote-unquote bottom surgery can bring in 20000 
And the doctor was bragging that it didn't include the costs such as the hospital stay, any kind of post-op care, and anesthesia. They said a patient receiving routine hormonal treatment who is only attending a few times a year, that alone can bring in several thousand dollars, she said. Her direct quote, the female to male bottom surgeries, these are huge money makers. Now, just so you, again, so you understand what we're talking about here, when they, when they mention top and bottom surgery, they're talking about the removal of, and again, this is a pediatric doctor, the removal of a minor female's breast and then the, the I guess, creation somehow of a phallus. Uh, the penis-like flesh, flesh structure is how it was described by Dr. Taylor. And that's a huge moneymaker for them. So if you do both of them, both of those surgeries, that's $60,000, not including post-op care, not including anesthesia, not including the hospital stay, where, you know, they, you can be charged for a box of tissues for like, five, you know, like $50 I, it's a huge moneymaker for them. And there was another video that showed another Vanderbilt health law expert, according to the Epic Times, that said, doctor's name is Dr. Ellen Clayton. Clayton told staff that conscientious, conscientious objections, any kind of conscientious objection to trans surg- transgender surgeries are, quote, problematic, and that such staff would face, quote, consequences, if they declined to participate in carrying out those surgeries due to their religious beliefs. And then Vanderbilt tried to hide their materials and services. So they got on their website and they tried to hide all this stuff. They also had what they said was a trans buddy program that paired young patients with transgender activists so they could empower the patient to make informed healthcare decisions. If you can't get your ears pierced, Without your parents' permission, I don't see how you are any more. This is not empowering the patient. That is, to me, it is somehow accommodating what I think is a mental illness and and making someone easy in the idea of mutilation. Perfectly healthy individual taking. I mean, you're you're making it to where you have to have permanent health care for the rest of your life. I'm not just regular well visits. I mean, you are a patient forever. If you ever have heard the stories of people who have detransitioned, I mean, I, my heart breaks for these people. And, and so many of their testimonies, they say that they, they the, how is this informed consent, especially when you're a minor? And these hospitals are aghast that people are critical of this and that they want to act like they're the victim when this stuff is made public. And then they, they get criticism for it. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, you're engaging in this. And it's unnecessary, medically unnecessary. And you're setting these kids up for, for who, God knows what in the future. The hormonal abuse alone. It's really terrifying when you think of it. I don't know how that's informed consent. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? 
Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual-tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Uh, Bader O'Rourke, he'll go anywhere to get an endorsement. He showed up at the Dixie Chicks. They decided to drop Dixie off their name because they, they're trying to pretend that they never had it on their name and they're, they're totally woke now. So they just called themselves the Chicks, which I think is super annoying. So the Dixie Chicks, that's their name. They endorsed Bader O'Rourke. Yeah, so they they uh, had a concert and they brought him up on they they I, they brought uh, one of their kids up on stage who had a T-shirt that had O'Rourke's name on it, and they decided and then apparently Beto showed up and they endorsed him. Oh my gosh, what an annoying concert! You can't even get away from politics at concerts anymore. No wonder their popularity fell because it's annoying. No one likes to be preached at by people who sing with their nasal passages instead of their throat. Uh, also. It's true. Uh, this is a very interesting study. So everybody's told, like, what is it? Like when you get, again, when you get older, everybody has to have a colonoscopy or something like that. There is a major trial that reveals the procedure actually doesn't cut bowel cancer deaths when used as a screening tool. So researchers, and these are uh, Norwegian gastroenterologists. Uh, who studied this, they said that colonoscopies may not actually be the magic bullet that they were. They said screenings only reduced cancer cases by 18% compared to those who were didn't who, who didn't get one. And the screening didn't significantly reduce those deaths over a 10-year period. So that's kind of interesting. It only cut it by a fifth. It was published uh, in New England Journal of Medicine. So they said now it's still a valuable screening tool because it does help spot cancers it helps spot any kind of cancers that would otherwise go undetected so i think you just make up your own mind about this uh, oh goodness emmanuel macron from france has criticized biden's armageddon warning warning saying that we must speak with prudence french president emmanuel macron criticized biden's comments last week warning of armageddon as russia constantly sable rattles for the another year going now about nuclear weapons and Macron said that prudence must be taken and that resolving the conflict in Ukraine needed to include de-escalation and a solution that's acceptable to the leaders and the people of Ukraine. There you go. And the migrant influx, the illegal entrant influx in New York City, not people who come in legally, people come in illegally, cost a billion dollars. More to come. Stick with us. So there was um, a fundraiser. Over, well, photos of a fundraiser that came out over the weekend. And it had Dr. Oz. It was in Southern California. And he was at the uh, Leon Air Museum in Santa Ana. And it's a, it's a World War II museum. So you have uh, all kinds of... And there's a museum, actually, something like this in, in uh, Dallas. 
Just very cool. All kinds of theirs is World War One and World War Two, but they have some really you know fascinating stuff in this museum in Santa Ana. You have jeeps and motorcycles and planes, and these are all vehicles that were used in World War Two. And they also got, which I look at this as a war trophy. They also got Hitler's 1939 Mercedes Benz touring wagon. And the reason I say I look at it like a, a war trophy is because I don't know if you've ever talked to World War II vets who served over in Europe. I had my grandfather in the Pacific and my husband's grandfather was there. He was one of the dog faces that there was there in France uh, going in. And they uh, ended up, some of them brought back guns that they took from the enemy. It is just a, it's a, it's a long-standing thing. It's not something that you look at as a revered object. It's historical and also, you know, it's like when the predator goes and he gets his trophies and he hangs them up and, you know, on his ship in the movies. It's kind of like that. But anyway, this is a World War II museum. Uh, and there have been, it's run by veterans. There have been so many elected officials that have had fundraisers here. And they had a, this event, and they had Dr. Oz there. I think it was for, I believe it was for him. It was at a fundraiser. I know there were several other politicians that were there. And he didn't pose with the car. He was pictured speaking near it, is what it was. And he, he was pictured speaking near it. And someone, I guess, took a picture and it is way they act like they act like he he posed right in front of it. And it had they acted like when he spoke that they had the podium right in front of the car and that he was right in front of it. And that's not the case at all. He was in the middle of this museum and to the side, there are different vehicles and you walk through the middle. Right. So they had the podium and then the screen and then the speakers will go up in the middle. So if you took a picture on the left side of him, or well, your left, his right, you would see, you know, the, the things that were to that were behind him that you that were on your right. And if you were on his left side, uh, then you would be taking pictures of, you know, the th- and that's just it just happened to be the side of the room that this individual who took a photo was on. And way in the background was Hitler's car. Oh, my gosh. The press had a field day with this in the stupidest of fashions. So they said this is. Can you believe that Oz was in front of Hitler's car? John Fetterman tweeted. I don't know. I well, someone tweeted for John Fetterman. I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're asking donors for money in front of Hitler's literal car, you shouldn't be running for Senate. That was an actual tweet this man put up. What a horrific horrible horrible lie and purposefully malicious misrepresentation i had put i don't know i retweeted him i said i don't know he needs to hear this but if you got scared by fireworks grab your shotgun and ran down the first black jogger that you saw and then you use the local police to do all of your oppo uh for you against people that criticized your your mayoral tenure you don't deserve you should be running for u.s senate he wasn't in front of it He was literally in the middle and it just happened to be the angle that someone took the picture. It was really far behind him. And it was partially obscured in the photo by a screen that was up next to the podium. And they acted like he was standing purposefully right in front of Hitler's car. As though he was celebrating Hitler. 
I mean, this, again, was a World War II museum founded by a decorated World, World War II veteran. And it has actual pieces of, I mean, there are pieces of history in there. And it's not, when you save things like this, it's not because you're celebrating them. There is something that is just heavy and awful when you see these types of artifacts and these relics from this era. There is something unbelievable, something that it's a learning experience and a realization that goes beyond simply being told, lectured in class or reading about it in a book. I mean, I think the first time that I uh, ever saw one of the stars that they had forcibly they made Jewish people wear in Germany. I mean, to see that in person, like for the first time uh, when I was younger and I'm like, that's it. I mean, it just brings history to life. And there's an incredible weight that is transferred with that. That goes far beyond looking at a picture or watching something even on television that I mean, it is there in your re- right there. It is something unbelievable. And I, that's why these that's why these museums exist, because you have to have good or bad. The ability to show people like this is. This is, I mean, awfulness here that you from a different era that you can see today. But the way that they presented this, the way that the press, the way that Democrats went at this was really disgraceful. And that was one of the big smears over the weekend. So they, um, and like I said, they've had a number of, there's a number of, of lawmakers that have had fundraisers there. Again, it's a World War II big giant world war ii museum and i don't think stuff like that is going to endear fetterman to people especially when they see the photograph and they're like oh my gosh the way that you talked about this it was he was like right in front of it it's his life mission to make bad decisions (laughs) it's time for florida man well this is in tampa a florida man's attempted hiding from deputies in a pile of trash didn't work out so well according to the deputies Brevard county sheriff wayne ivy said in a release on friday that 31 david halliman of mims he's of mims he was wanted for kidnapping false imprisonment and battery he's out of massachusetts now in order to avoid arrest he hid under a pile of clothes and trash it didn't work out because canine Dog Gator, canine deputy Gator. He helped catch the suspect. Ivy said, Gator don't, he literally said, I love, God love Sheriff Ivy. He said, Gator don't play that and decided that one of Halliman's triceps would probably taste a little bit better, like a little bit like chicken. So the, the sheriff said the suspect, quote, cried like a baby and surrendered to deputies after Gator got a hold of him. And the some of the crimes that Holloman has been accused of were domestic in nature. I mean, he's, and he's got uh, one of those really trendy face tattoos right above his eyebrow i mean it's real nice there clark uh but yeah he uh you're not gonna hide under trash not gonna work not gonna work for you uh also oh good i got a couple here this i don't understand how this happened but it did a florida woman ordered four empty storage bins on amazon and when her package arrived it actually weighed a lot more than she thought because she just ordered like these empty organizational bins And then when she looked in her package, the bins were stuffed with 65 pounds of marijuana. Now, she wanted to remain anonymous, but she told WFLA because she reported it to police. 
She said that as soon as she discovered what was in the package, she called the police in Orlando and they took the stash. They began investigating. They have no idea how it happened because they said that the, the bins were shipped from an Amazon warehouse in Massachusetts and the customers bought them through Amazon warehouse deals, which is their direct outlet, their discount outlet for merchandise that has been scratched or had packaging or something damaged and it's and preventing it from being sold as new. And so they said Amazon wasn't much help. The couple didn't, they, they got a $150 gift card. So, I can hear some people going, they got weed and a gift card. No, but for, <laughs> but I, I, I actually don't know how that stuff happens because I don't, they have pretty like stringent, um, like shipping, like, you know, like they don't, they check stuff off. I don't know. I'm just a Florida man survived hurricane Ian. I'm hearing all kinds of very creative ways that Florida folks actually made it through this horrific hurricane. Uh, this guy, George Andrad. He lived on the bottom floor of a home along Estera Boulevard. When the water began to rise, he went to his apartment's, uh, his neighbor's apartment on the second floor, and he jumped in the fridge as the water rose to the ceiling. He said, so it, I opened it up and jumped in, and it raised, he said, the water raised to his chest. He ignored the evacuation orders, he said, because hurricanes in the past didn't impact the island as he expected. He said, Charlie was nothing. It was a joke. Obviously, this wasn't. He's a sous chef. And he turned to the fridge in the kitchen, turned it into his life raft. So he opened it up, kept it up, and it floated. And he said uh, that he was bobbing out in the uh, he was bobbing in the water like a buoy out at sea. So that was pretty man. So he was alive, but he does not recommend floating in a fridge to survive. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rabbi Yaakov Menken of the Coalition for Jewish Values joins me to discuss the horrific rise in anti-Semitism towards Jewish families, schools, and more. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, the rabbi and I also discuss how Governor Andrew Cuomo unfairly targeted Jewish residents during the pandemic, the left's ugly anti-Israeli position, and why Iran is eager to use nukes. Don't miss it. Follow The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.